Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's the podcast that's cooler than a half-melted ice cream cone on a July day. It's guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside. Jay Reed. And from Parts Unknown, which I really don't even know where you are. Where are you, Mr. Shirley? That's the way I like to keep it. This is Art Shirley. Yeah, there you go. Actually and calling you from uh, from work. From work. <laughs> you probably shouldn't yeah. have said that. Of course, probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, of course, nobody in your office listens to this podcast, including my That's wife, true. who's yeah. next, whose office is know. next door to yours. So... And Dale Moore, Dale Moore, I don't think will turn me in. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Okay, well, let's. Uh, uh, we've got a we've got an extra special guest on the back half of the show, so let's jump into some. some I can't even talk. Geeks of the week. <laughs> wow, it's been that sort of day. Art, what do you got to enlighten us with this week? Okay, uh, just saw this last night. Apparently, it's something that uh, Hasbro's been working on for a while, but Hasbro now has a selfie series. And it's an action figure that because of the technology advances and being able to scan your face using an, uh, a smartphone, iPhone, um, and uh, 3D technology and where that is, they can actually create a customized action figure for you. Uh, it'll be your head on the body of an existing uh, figure, uh, Power Rangers, Ghostbusters, uh, some Star Wars figures. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Mandalorian's in there. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, sure is. Of course, Uh, it'll just be a helmet over it. You won't be able to see your face. It'll be printed. Jay, I thought (laughs) you'd probably want to put your face on the Princess Leia figure. (laughs) You know what? There's a lot of ways I could... (laughs) All right. Uh, sorry, not answer that. Sorry, Mrs. Reed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll let's, shut let's up. stop right now. We won't go into life-size action figures or anything like that. We'll stop. Oh, I but the the thing is, the price point sixty bucks. Now. The, the price point for this thing is sixty bucks. So I, I felt like that's not you know that's not a. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's high of just going out and buy an action figure, and but uh, but uh, for a customized action figure, like I said, I'm, I'm certainly going to have one I'm under in. the Christmas tree. So it doesn't come out till this fall. But uh, but if you if I read correctly and you sent the, the the link to us yesterday, I was fascinated yeah. with it. But if you're at the San Diego Comic Convention uh, next week, you can go get a preview of the action figure. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they what they did uh, earlier is they they had a thing where they had a contest and you know five to ten uh, people at a, a probably Comic Con last year or maybe at one of the toy cons. Uh, one a customized action figure and the you know the reception was so good they realized they need to you know figure out a way to do this and like i said they it was they talked about just being uh the right time in terms of technology uh with 3d printing they can you know they create the head and the, there's a video i can't remember if it was on the link that i showed you because i looked at several different links but there's a video that shows the process you know where they're making this thing and so they're able to mass produce it in terms of you know, already having these these figures that are, are there, and they're just doing a customized head. But they're you see the the head that they produce, or the the bank of heads they produce, is probably something like fifty heads at a time. So they're doing each you know individual heads, but they're able to create those fifty up. So it really it uh, fifty individual heads up. 
So it really, you know, it, it works well and then creates it at a price point that I think is, is going to be attractive to a there, lot of folks. There's a Futurama joke in there somewhere. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know right. how to make it. So. And that's I'm kind of right. hoping that, you know, I looked at the list of figures last night and none of them really jumped out at me too much. So I'm hoping that as, as it, it'll be popular and they'll want to add more like figures yeah. to the list by Christmas. I, I was hoping yeah. there would be a Greedo action figure I could put my face on. Yeah, I'd, I'd either want to be old Luke or Obi-Wan. You know, I think that just is, that's that's who I need to be. Hey, so I, I'm really man. hoping that will happen. Art, yeah. Art you but already I, look like old Luke right now. Well, the thing is, Iron Man is one. I'm going to say, well, I've got that one already because I did that oh, that one I customized and made. Right. So, so I've got that one. So, uh, but uh, I just, I thought it was really a cool thing. And I've, I've wanted to do some 3D printing for a while now. I thought this makes more sense because this may be a better result. It'll be interesting to see. I think it'll be worth seeing after the product comes out and what the reviews are and how close they are actually to the, you know, to getting the look right. But uh, it'd certainly be a fun thing to do. But I agree. Uh, I would, I'm hoping and I I would imagine they would be coming out with more characters. Yeah, they've got to, but it's a lot of fun. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway. All right. Hasbro selfie series. Yeah. In, 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 that's going and, to be in this fall coming in this fall. This fall, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to demo it at the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. They, and then uh, isn't that what I just roll said? It out. I, yeah, I as, as as Robbie just said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can never yeah. ever Jay get me for not listening to you again. Okay, so uh, but I will. But you will. But you will. Yeah. The um, notes are going to say, and Jay brought up the Hasbro selfie series and pointed out that it was <laughs> while while Robbie and Art just listened, awestruck at all the knowledge he had. But what I'm awestruck by is he didn't get that information from a 1988 epi- uh, uh, edition of Popular Mechanics. Well. Uh, Jay's Jay's Geek of the Week is about to be. They've introduced Kung Fu Grip now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. All right, so let me jump into my geek. Um, my geek is the Amazon Prime trailer for uh, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. It dropped yesterday as we're recording this. And we've talked about this a couple times. This is the very, very expensive property that Amazon picked up. Um, they're delving into the second age of Middle Earth. Uh, so you're not going to see any of the hobbits from the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings trilogy. You'll see their great, 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 greats, I guess, you know. But the, the, the trailer looks absolutely fabulous. It, it does capture the majesty of, of, of middle earth. And I think that, uh, starts playing. I think it's going to hit Amazon September or August, I believe. Wow. So, okay. That's, that's, that's almost here. September. I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah. yeah. September is going to day, day bud on the Amazon prime video Ooh. streaming service, September 2nd. So I know okay. that's something I'm going to watch. Uh, Art, are you, are you interested in, in going yeah, back I'll that definitely- far? I'll definitely check it out. And I think probably the fact that they are setting it in a different age has more appeal to me because it won't be like they're trying to do something that is so familiar to me that I'm going to be aware of everything that they're changing, you know, and, and feel like that. I, you know, we've heard different things about it being R rated and I'm hoping that they don't try to make it like an HBO max kind of thing. You know, maybe they'll, maybe it'll be a little bit, you know, different than just the, the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, but not so much so that it puts people off. Well, Gladriel is in this, um, but obviously it's not, um, oh, who played Gladriel? And Lord Kate of the Blanchett. Rings? It's not Kate Blanchett, but she looks a lot like Kate Blanchett. So. Tyler? No. Liv, uh, Liv, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler Arwen, was Arwen. I don't know any of the names. She's a human. She's not, she doesn't exist. Was it, was it the, the blonde-headed elf? 
Yeah, yeah, that's Gladriel. That's Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that's Kate Blanchett. Oh, okay, um, but she's in Gladriel's in Rings of Power. So, oh, okay, but you're saying yeah, the actress is not her. Playing yeah, the yeah, I, I don't know. It's it. She looks yeah. a lot like a younger version of 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 Kate right. Blanchett. So, yeah, gotcha. Uh, did you? <clears throat> Jay, are you interested in Rings of Power at all? Yeah, I mean, I watched the movie. I didn't I didn't read the books. I've read The Hobbit, but not the rest of the books. But yeah. I'm definitely, yeah, I'll definitely watch it. The Cimmerillion is so dense and difficult to get through. Did you ever read it, Art? Did you ever get through No, we talked about this before. It's one yeah. of those that you feel like you should have read, and you start, and you go, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's like Roger Zelaney's uh, Princess and Amber for me. I can never get through the Amber series. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, is yes. it Zelaney or Delaney? It's something like that. Who knows? We, I think it's the. Z- I can't remember now. I think it's Delaney. Anyway, I it think doesn't. Z, yeah. Um, uh, and before I hand off for Jay's Geek of the Week, I'm just going to put this out there for our dozens of fans. Uh, we have been invited to do a live um, taping of Guys of a Certain Age at Dave's Dark Horse Tavern here in Stark Vegas in September. So if I do my math correct, guys, that may actually get us to episode 200. Wow. Oh wow! That would be special. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. So, but uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll get you guys more details, but probably on a Thursday night, mid September. And uh, so, Dave's got the best pizza and wings in town, and mm-hmm. Jay's buying for everybody. So yeah, that, that's good because that gives us plenty of time to prepare like we normally <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> save up. Apparently. Well, we're going to have to prepare to remember the date and just know that yeah. we're doing it on a Thursday night. So, all that's right. right. We're going to put our pizza order in. That's probably the most <laughs> put it in now. Yeah. Yeah. Put in our order for some Chicago style. Oof. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. We got to do that. We got, we have to do that, but I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. That should be interesting. I don't know if it'll be fun, but it'll well, be interesting. Well, interesting might be a better choice. Yeah. Of yeah. So or at um, least to us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what I want to know is, will our wives come to the taping? Is, is You know, uh, Becky's planning on going. I think, I think Melissa uh, will come. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, Bonnie will come because there's pizza. There's Dave pizza and we're so. gonna invite some other folks too yeah. so maybe my mom's on the fence so she's she, she's excited about it but i'm not sure we have it would be great if mrs reed would come yeah we'll get her i'll encourage her we'll get her a shirley temple we'll get her a shirley temple from the bar <laughs> okay. and uh she can hang out so that would be a, that'd be a lot of fun good thing so. all right jay what you got for a geek well i got something that's also being debuted at the san diego comic con this weekend it's a new toy from mattel creations from the first Jurassic Park movie. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't know about y'all, but you might remember the scene um, if you rewatch, you know, look through the <laughs> photos like I have. Anyway, it is a T Rex okay. and an outhouse. And the guy, <laughs> character's name is Gen- Gennaro. So I remember it's that It's a scene. play set, basically, was like an adult play set. I mean, it's kind of, they're gearing these toys for people like me that they'll never leave the box. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah or their mother's house. Right, right. <laughs> Just deliver it. Amazon, please deliver this to my mother. Just let her put it Could story. you walk it on up to the attic? <laughs> right. <clears throat> but it's, it's got the T-Rex. It's got the character. It's got the commode and the little outhouse. And you can, you know, play T-Rex eating people on the pot. <laughs> You're, yourself at home. Yeah. The or run P app didn't work for him. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> a bad time. It was a bad time. And yeah. they have the uh they have the uh the uh, changeable Amish pack, right, where you can put an Amish guy in there instead of the character <laughs> for Jurassic Park, right? I don't know. <laughs> because you know, we just got back from family reunion in Indiana. Oh, and, that was your know, uh... yeah, a lot of the Amish have outhouses you and you see outhouses everywhere. Yeah. So Well anyway, so that's just you know, I'm, i love the toys and this was the one that just popped up. Well, yeah. There and who's making it? Is Mattel, you Mattel, said? Mattel, yeah, Mattel Creations. Okay. Well, so I think cool. MattelCreations.com, it, 
we'll have it. It's, it won't be available till either this week or next after the Comic Con. So what 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 Jay should do is get his own action figure and put. <laughs> Stop! Oh God! <laughs> Put in the playset, you know. It's it would be a complete Mattel uh, production there. So Stormtrooper or uh, Power Ranger? What would be best there? Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, we're just gonna leave just that. Leave I was gonna right say, there. yeah, we're just gonna leave it right there. Okay, so we're gonna kick it to break. We're gonna lose art. We're gonna bring on Wes Shelton, who is Grill Master Supreme. Jay and I have eaten a lot of his brisket through the years. He's going to tell us how to be a superhero on the grill. Coming up next. We're back. We've got rid of the dead wood. We're going to talk about grilling wood. Oh, I'm joking, Art. That was that was bad. That was even bad for me. Sorry, Art. So we've got Wes Shelton from Bell's Building Supply in here. Wes, how are you today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Uh, so Wes sat in on as we were doing Geeks of the Week. We cut his mic off so he wouldn't guffaw too hard. So you you saw you saw how the sausage was being made. That's right. Yeah. So we need to know how to take that sausage and how to grill it really, really well. So I know you and Jay have had some conversations. I will say, Jay and I both bought our big green eggs from Wes. We've liked our big green eggs quite a bit. Yep. Uh, gotten a lot of charcoal from Wes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wes makes the best brisket, bar none, I think, in town. Agreed. Yeah, even though the kid chef does give him a run for his money from time to time. So, but uh, anyway, all right, Jay, I know you've got questions. He's got answers. Jump into it. Well, I mean, this, let's just start at the basic. Like, what you you've got multiple grilling, smoking kind of things going on. I think at your home and uh, at your place of business. So, tell us, just kind of give us kind of a rundown of. Yeah, tell us who you are. Yeah, well, well I do have multiple things. Uh, love grilling and. And we have different grills for different situations. And I was going to kind of touch on that. Uh, Big Green Egg is one of our main sellers. And that's probably the most versatile, the ultimate cooking device. Uh, the reason why is because you can cook on it at low temps. You can bake on it. You can grill on it at high temps. And it's very versatile. So you can do a whole lot of different things. But also, if you want to make it easy, hit the easy button. You, you, you can use a pellet grill, which we have Traeger and Pit Boss. And I have one of those as well. Just makes smoking a little bit easier. You basically turn the setting to whatever temp you like, load it with pellets, and let it go. That's that plugs into the wall. That requires electricity. Requires electricity, okay. right? Right. So it's it's pretty easy, you know. And, and a pellet is a small wooden capsule, essentially, right? Exactly. It's about as easy as cooking with gas. the The difference is, is you're cooking with flavored air. It's a mm-hmm. convection system, so it's blowing air through the grill, setting your barks on ribs, chicken, making those chicken wings crisp up. It's just real easy. And you just shut it down when you're done, and you're done. Just kind of like a, kind of like a gas grill. But with the gas, you you get you got low, medium, high. Yeah. And with this, you actually have a, a range of you features. can turn it up to three hundred or four hundred, yeah. two twenty five or whatever. Exactly. Okay. Well, so let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you lots of questions, Wes. So you got here for. you've got a gas grill. I mean, there's a lot of folks got gas grill. Folks tr- cook with charcoal, and then you've got the pellet smokers. What are the ideal things to cook on those three different things? Great question. So what I'm going to do is, is uh, if I'm going to cook a steak, I'm going to light up my big green egg, or one we hadn't talked about is the PK grills, which is stands for Portable Kitchen, which are the old school retro aluminum cast aluminum grills from like the 50s, and those are a lot of fun to cook on. But I'm going to cook on high temps for a steak on the big green egg or the PK. Uh, if I'm going to do some ribs or some chicken wings, like we mentioned, I can also do those on those two charcoal grills but if i want to make it easy i'm gonna pop my ribs on my um 
pellet grill because it's going to set that bark on the grill and give you a nice crust. I'm going to do the same thing with my chicken wings. If I just need to, you know, have a few pieces of sausage I want to throw on the grill and I don't want to light anything, I'm going to turn on the pellet grill, just something easy. Got a sauce and cheese platter in a matter mm-hmm. of minutes, you know, just something real simple and real basic. But uh, that's the main kind of criteria is what, what are we cooking, you know, and what, what kind of, and also what kind of temps are we going to deal with as well. High temps for the charcoal medium to higher temps and low low medium kind of medium high for the for the pellet grill and then everything else is going to be gas so if you're just going to throw a couple and you're not a big now, gas i'm not going to cook anything on gas unless that's all we got yeah I'm not, I'm not judging i'm not yeah. here to judge because you sold me a gas grill yeah you sold you me two yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow thanks for that you asked for it so i had to give it to you so no you got a good gas grill and there are good gas grills out there and i would say if you're going to buy a gas grill start at a weber and go up from there and the reason why is is you want to buy something because the components are going to fade out some different things as far as like flavor bars or on the Weber and different little components. And if you buy a quality gas grill, you can always buy parts for it later on. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. time you have to replace it is, is that in the event that, you know, years down the road, it rusts out that, that can happen, but that can happen with any kind of grill per se. So, but at the end of the day, you want something that's a name brand that's got yes. some history behind it because it's going to fail. It's going to rust out. Something's going to happen down the line. You need to be able exactly. to get parts. So Weber, Blaze, Lynx, we, we have all those available to us and we sell them. And you also are looking for the thickest construction because you're trying yeah. to get everything hot so it can hold heat. I exactly. Mean, well, that's that, part of it, yeah. But we also want, you know, in case of gas grill, you want high BTUs. Yeah. So Which stands for? What? British thermal unit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Very good. You, you, I knew it was a unit. You knew it was a unit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, he tried. He tried. So, all right. Um, so, you've got a big green egg. That's correct. And I've Jeff. got a Weber gas. And you've got a Weber gas. We've got a Weber gas and a big green egg. We've also got a Blackstone, which yeah. we love. Blackstone is basically a big uh, big griddle. It's a big piece of, of steel that uh, has got carbonation on it. I think it's got, no, it doesn't have carbonation, carbonized. If it had carbonation, it had bubbles coming yeah. off of it. But it's like, uh, it's like an old school short order cook griddle in the, in the back of a old greasy spoon, but you can do some really amazing things with that. And that's not a real expensive product either. That's a three, $400 product. Yeah. I mean, you can get in those for, like you said, I think it's like 250 on up, which is, is great. Um, they're a lot of fun to cook on because you can do your own backyard hibachi. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You can cook your – you can have your backyard waffle house. It's great for breakfast yeah. because you can you can sit cook there. Cook a lot. You, you can cook a ton on it, and it's zoned heat. So uh, we like doing smash burgers on it. We also like doing um, um, steaks because – you, you do the sear, you get that high temperature sear on it, um, which is where all the flavor is. That's right. right. So, all right. I didn't mean to co-op by going into that. I just want to talk about a little bit of the different things that you can do. So, all right. We've established the different types of grills. What's what's the easiest thing that looks and tastes amazing to get into? If you're going to do, if you're on a on an episode of Chopped, Wes, and you had to get something knocked out pretty quick, on any of these grills to impress someone, what's your go-to? I think I just stumped him. Yeah, well, I'm probably going to go with a, you know, I'm probably going to try to find a steak of some sort. Yeah. And then what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to fire up my PK. And something where I was going to talk about is, is a cool tool or an accessory is grill grates. So I always have my grill grates with me. So they go with my PK, and they also fit, have a different size for my egg. So, what so what's a grill grate? So a grill grate is a 
it's a it, almost like a it's a it's a cast aluminum mat, if you will, with raised ribs. And so what those raised ribs do is they intensify the heat at the top of the rib, and they give you grill marks. So if you want a, your steak to look like it came out of a five-star restaurant and you want those grill marks, you want to get some grill grates. And they have multiple different purposes behind them. But I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to have my grill grates. I'm going to have my steak. I'm going to sear them off. They're going to make them look pretty. And then I'm going to take my uh, romaine lettuce, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to sear it off there and also make a grilled Caesar salad. I'm probably going to toast some bread, make my own croutons, throw in some Parmesan, a little lemon, a little olive oil, salt and pepper, and boom, we're there. See, and I think that's, that's something I mentioned to you earlier. There's stuff like that doing salads yeah. on, a, on an egg or whatever PK is not something most people think about. Just another level of flavor. So so how are you going to do a wedge salad on a, on a grill? I'm basically going to take my romaine, slice it in half, olive oil, salt, and pepper. And then when my steak is resting, I've taken my steak off. It's going to rest for a few minutes. My, my, my fire on my grill is at its hottest. I'm just going to set that, ro- that half a romaine head on there for 15 seconds one side, 15 seconds on the other. You can take it off. You can serve it like that and top it off, like I said, with some Parmesan, lemon juice, a little more olive oil. Or salt and pepper to taste, or you can you can chop it up and make a chopped salad, and add whatever else you like to your Caesar salad. Shave some Parmesan in there. Yeah, uh, there's just various different things you could you know. If you were just doing the salad itself, you could add a protein like you grilled some chicken. You know, yeah. if you're not yeah, on the when show, we did it, you, you grilled shrimp. grilled shrimp, and yeah. we had like a grilled shrimp salad on the egg, and just like like that. But the whole idea of of taking that romaine head, cutting it in half, and then throwing it on the grill for 15 seconds. You don't think about that because it's going to warm it up. It's going to give it some grill marks. It's going to give it a little bit of a smoke. It's going to burn the sugars in the lettuce. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to go a little caramelization. But kind of to Jay's point, you know, this time of year, you guys got a peach stand right across the street. Um, it's dessert time. I'm going to cut the peaches in half. I'm going to put them on the grill, you know, just flesh side down. Let those kind of warm up a little bit. And then I'm going to flip them back over, let it get a little more, you know, heat on the bottom of the you skin got a little side grill mark on the peach exactly too. got a little pretty grill mark may throw a little brown sugar on there throw that in a bowl with some homemade vanilla ice cream and boom got dessert yeah or, and you've got a little you know you've just got a little different flavor yeah i mean in one time i was with you and uh we had linky mariah here from uh food network star yeah. and she did something similar but with the like i think she put it in a cast in a iron, cast iron yeah. like a dutch oven Made a cobbler and, type of deal exactly and then we put that over like grilled, grilled donuts. donuts yeah yeah which was completely awesome. So the idea of non-traditional things that you don't think of throwing on a grill, fruit, veggies, that sort of thing, the, the, the heat caramelizes some of those sugars in the fruit and gives you a little extra texture. It does. It obviously does in, in most of those cases of a high heat scenario. But, you know, this time of year also tomatoes are coming in. Yeah. Why not slice your tomatoes in half, put them in a little aluminum pan, stick them on the smoker, and let them cook down and take that smoke those smoked tomatoes and make your own marinara sauce yeah or salsa fresh or salsa this time of year that's yeah. an even better idea what about corn on how are you going to do corn on a grill corn's pretty simple i'm going to keep it in the, in the husk for me you can soak it there's usually a lot of, enough moisture in the kernel itself and i'm just going to sit there and, and just put it on and just keep flipping it until i know it's ready and you're going to you know that could take uh 15 to 20 minutes at you know 350 nothing major but it's just kind of the kind of one of those things where you're you're not cutting on your oven you're not cutting on your oven in um 
in the house or yeah. your stove. You're doing everything outside. So, it's, you know, you could obviously shuck them, fill them with different types of cheeses, the Mexican cheese, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make the street corn when I do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you, I mean, there's a you don't wanna, of different ways. You don't want to add additional British thermal units to the heat load in your house. Jay. No, no, not this you, time of year. So you want to so keep already the, stressed enough. As a, keep the yeah. BTUs yeah. outside. We'll get the Brit box inside and the BTUs outside. There you go. There you go. All right. So, I've co-opted the conversation by asking questions. You've got this nice, great list. Where do we go to next on your list? You talked about grill grates. Yeah, I was going to talk about you know seasonings. What what kind of good seasonings do we have well, to sell at the l- store? Let me back up. Talk about grill grates for a second. I mean, what sizes are you looking for? I so mean, they make a grill grate that's just for you. So they make just one. For, for, they have the Ribey grill grate. They do. They have one for your gas grill. They have one for your your pellet grill. They it's have one Hasbro for, selfie grill. Yeah, <laughs> different sizes of your eggs. They have them even for an air fryer. They make them. Believe it or not. Really? Huh. Yeah. So then, you know, obviously for the PKs, it's a couple of different sizes of PKs. But what I was going to say also, in addition to the grill grate being versatile, you flip it over and it's got a smooth side. So what can you do there? You can blacken. You can blacken your fish outside. You're not stinking up the house of women of a certain age's house. Um, <laughs> you got a, you know, you can blacken your stuff. Anything you want to do from chicken to my favorite thing is to do redfish. But it keeps everything outside. And then when you flip it back over to its original grill grate form and you're got a sack of oysters you lay those out and you can charbroil your oysters and they won't tip over because they're you know they just kind of help hold the oysters in place he eats a lot better than we do he certainly does we yeah. need to go to his house and record an episode so <laughs> but all right I'm, I'm fascinated with the idea of the grill grades because i could throw those on a blackstone to give me the grill marks right you certainly could because it's just going to take that energy your yeah BTUs and it's going to transfer them up it's going to conduct yeah. the btus up. exactly yeah so You're okay. learning. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I can be taught. So I like big BTUs and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I should have seen that one coming. All right, all right. So seasonings. There, one of the things that I've noticed about my pantry is I have a lot of different seasoning blends, and I just kind of bounce back and forth. I don't necessarily he, have a favorite. So but. he collects things, Wes, and he yeah. doesn't ever really It's a name for that up. besides collector. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there is. Well, there. I do use them, but like yeah. I don't have necessarily one that I use all the time. Uh, what, what, what do you suggest? So what we have is we have basically three lines of seasonings that we do uh, at the store, and one is uh, Killer Hogs, which is Malcolm Reed, uh, Swine Life, which is Jamie and Mark <laughs> Swine, Williams. Yes. Swine Life. And Heath Riles. And the cool thing about all those guys is those are Mississippi guys, and their products are made here in Mississippi. Huh. So, you know, if you said, what are you going to use from Malcolm? I'm going to use the bar- the barbecue rub and his AP. Uh, the barbecue rub is just a standard barbecue rub, but it's just what you think of it should be when you taste it. Uh, the AP, all-purpose mix, salt, pepper, garlic. But it's a great blend, so my wife and family like that. Now, for me, on Swine Life, Mississippi Grit. It's another AP with a little bit of twist, a little bit of uh, lemon, in there, lemon in there. But their newest thing is a prime beef, which I picked up last Friday in Hernando. I drove up there to go see the shop. Uh, prime beef, they've won uh, numerous awards for that. And it's I came back, got some steaks, put nothing but prime beef on there, and it was phenomenal. You can put that as a, you know, obviously on your brisket. I haven't done that yet. So, so if you're doing a steak, how are you – Talk, walk us through the steak. You're going to take your seasoning, any so seasoning. So that and... brings me to Heath Riles. So okay. he has garlic butter and numerous other you know seasonings as well. Uh, so my go-to right now on a steak is I'm taking Mississippi grit, kind of an all-purpose, and I'm going to put that on my steak, and then I'm going to come back with some garlic butter on top. 
So hold on. We're, we're walking people through. So you're taking your steak, you're at room temperature, you yeah. patted it dry. So it's not, doesn't yeah, have a exactly. ton of moisture. And then you're, how much are you sprinkling and how are you sprinkling? I think you just touched on that. So once again, two things you touched on, bring it out, let it get to room temp. While it's getting at room temp, put your seasoning on there and be liberal with it. I think that's the major mistake we've touched on is that there's not enough seasoning on your steaks or your meat. And you want to have a big, you know, honking ribeye slash or big, nice thick filet. But put plenty of seasoning on that. While that's sitting there, you've got it on both sides. That's when you light your grill. I mean, technically, you know, you got about 20-plus minutes if you're going to do it right to get it to room temp. So that's plenty of time to light your grill. So, so you you get the meat out. It's it's in the refrigerator. You're getting it to room temp. You're gonna go season ahead and you're gonna see, season yeah. it. You're gonna go crazy yeah. on it. Then got my go fire lit. Light your grill. Then as soon you, as I distribute the coals, I'm gonna put my grill grates on. Yeah, I'm gonna give them about you know I don't know, about three or four or five minutes to get warmed up. Yeah, and then you start the magic. All right. Well, let's talk about the magic. So basically, it depends on what size you know what. If you like, get a thermometer. That's yeah. the easiest way to make sure that you're cooking to the right temp and out without ruining a piece of meat overcooking. So can you do the little press test where you, you, you press it and you can tell where what where it is, like the palm it, of your it, hand or whatever? The great question because I think it relies on it depends on the different like a New York strip feels different from a ribeye, feels different from a fillet. So then therefore that, that doesn't really hold water for me. Uh-huh. I'm not that kind of an expert. I just kind of can look at it and feel it and judge it by the cut of steak. Mm-hmm. And kind of time is in the back of my mind as much as anything. Okay. So I've got a meter thermometer. Have you seen these? Yeah, those are great. M-E-A-T-R. Yeah. No, it's actually it's Bluetooth. It's not Bluetooth. Wi-Fi. Bluetooth. Yeah. And so it Bluetooth to your phone. The thing I like about the meter uh, unit is it's got it's got two temperature sensors. It's got a sensor at the very tip you insert into the meat. Then it's got a temperature sensor at the back end that stays out. So you've got an ambient temp ambient, yeah. and you've got an interior temp. And the app's smart enough. It's a Bluetooth that you hook up to your phone. I mean, it's using your Bluetooth technology. And the app is smart enough that it can kind of forecast how long it's going to take to get that piece of meat to temp and you set temp that you're wanting for, yeah. looking for. So, yeah. um, pretty it's cool. Handy. Did you get one? You got one. I got you? one. Yeah, I've used it a couple of times. It's in, in fact, last time I took my like big green egg, uh, thermometer and my meter and kind of figured out, okay, how far off is that thermometer from what meters telling me? And it, it was pretty close. It wasn't yeah. too bad. Yeah. So, all right, we've, we've got, we've got the group, we've got it. Sauce? No, it's not sauce. We're not doing. We're not doing ribs. Um, you've got it seasoned. You've got it cooking. Um, talk about cooking with the seasoning. I was going to ask you that. We're going at high temp. Are you trying on a steak to create a bark on it, or what? What? What are you trying to do with your seasoning on your steak in high temperature? S- simply just that, just season it. You know, because it's gonna it's gonna melt into the steak. Okay. So we're not really gonna have like a, a, a crust like we would on a low temp cook of bar- a brisket or or ribs or even a Boston butt. So I'm I'm just really wanting that seasoning to suck into the meat. Okay. Well, so if somebody is grilling and they don't have time to go pick up a seasoning, what's a good all-purpose seasoning you make out of your right, So if I don't do anything, uh, I don't, I'm always I always have kosher salt and coarse ground pepper in my pantry and mm-hmm. garlic powder, not garlic salt, garlic powder. Garlic powder, because you already got the salt from the other. Yeah. So you can control the amount of salt with the kosher salt. You can control the amount of pepper. And then that garlic powder just has that umami that everybody likes. Mm-hmm. And it's just, if I'm going to do something simple, I'm probably going to do that. If, I, if I'm if I'm away from my seasonings, so which it, happens sometimes. Which uh, you said a minute ago, though, you said that you used the uh, Mississippi 
grit. Grit, but then garlic butter. And is that a garlic butter garlic powdered butter. seasoning or is that actual butter? It's a great question. It's a powder seasoning and and, and just like the regular cans of seasoning. Okay. Not a lot of salt in it. And that's what I like about I'm gonna circle back to Malcolm Reed and all their barbecue rubs, is that they don't have a lot of salt in them. So that what that means for you is is on your ribs, you know, you can if you buy a commercial uh, seasoning from Walmart or whatever and it's so and so brand Nine times out of ten, it's going to be a bunch of salt in mm-hmm. it. So these rubs don't have; a, they're not filled with salt as far as fillers go. Okay? So you can control the the you sodium. Control with the salt it. because yeah. the amount of salt you need on a Boston butt and a brisket is totally different from what I think you need on a rib. Gotcha. All right, so we've got the we've got the the piece of meat cooking. Yeah. Uh, you've got it to temperature. We're ready to take it off. Then what? Well, I planned ahead. Actually, this cook that we're talking about, and I put my baked potatoes on the uh, big green egg let those cook because once again we didn't want to heat it's, it's summertime we didn't want to heat up the kitchen so I, I way ahead of time i planned this cook out and i have my baked potatoes on there so once i pull the steak off and i pull those potatoes off that's when i'm going to probably throw some lettuce on there because that's what my family likes is grilled salad then i'm probably going to have some french fried available and i'm going to butter it up and, and grill that off yep and oh, then yeah. you know so the fire's going to stay hot and that's when we break out the peaches there you go and you're letting the meat rest for how long uh just I, I i'd say five minutes or less for me i mean there's you see all sorts of different su- suggestions but yeah. just to, just enough to let it just kind of seize back up I mean. so are you going to finish with some butter on the grill before you take it off put a, a dollop or are you going to do that the i mean i'm not what, what i have done in the past is cook a steak to where it's super rare i grilled it off and seared it off i've taken it off i sliced the ribeye up, put it back in a cast iron pan with some rosemary and some garlic bulbs and some butter and i'll baste it in that and that's a different way i like to do it for like mm. kind of a steakhouse look that's already been cut. And you can, once again, you can see how the steak's cooking because it's already cut, yeah. you know, in strips, if you will. But typically, no, I'm just going to let it rest and just going to. Not going to put any butter or shallots or anything on it. Just, a little, You're not of, that just a little bit of A1 and Heinz 57. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. one of the first times I went to, uh, I went to Anthony's Good Food Market in West Point. This is 25 years ago. Um Got a steak. I still think they make the best steak around. Yeah, have a great one. And uh, the cook comes out. And he's checking on everybody. And there's a there was a bottle of A one. He looks at that bottle of A one. He looks at me and says, "You're not going to put that on my steak, are you, son?" <laughs> no, sir. It's for the French fries. It's for the French fries. Yeah. So got got through that uh, that hazard. So okay, all right. We've got the meat on the table. It's an amazing meal. We've got some some peaches that you've done really kind of cool. Put some home. If you're really good, you've got some homemade vanilla bean ice cream that you dropped on top of those peaches yeah maybe probably some, not maybe some gelato that. from some place in starville yeah some some loser place in starville so okay all right those are my questions jay i know you've got a million others what <laughs> else you got on your list here that uh, you've prepared diligently so everybody's looking for like an appetizer or something to bring i mentioned you know heat up your Traeger, throw some sausage on there do a sip, typical sausage and cheese platter with some peppers but the hottest thing out it lately is uh smoked cream cheese and it's real simple Ooh, yeah. i've never even heard of smoked cream it cheese. will blow your mind so what you're gonna do is you're gonna take a block of cream cheese i recommend putting it in the freezer for you know five minutes or so just let it firm up you break it out you score it with crisscross with your knife and then you simply i put it on a piece of tinfoil you simply just sprinkle whatever rub you like in this case garlic garlic butter is a great one on that so you're going to sprinkle garlic butter over it the garlic the garlic butter seasoning powder garlic seasoning. butter seasoning powdered from heath riles and you're going to put it on your smoker and you can go as low as 250 you can go as high as 350 so if you're going to be cooking some chicken later on or something um you basically let it sit 
on the grill until you see the cross hatches kind of expand. And that's when you take it off. And then from there, you can coat it with uh, your favorite barbecue sauce. You can use Captain Rodney's. For me, I'm taking some candy jalapenos and putting it on the side. And I'm going to dip it with my favorite, you know, either maybe a, uh, a Ritz, a Triscuit, a uh, Wheat Thin, or, you know, standard tortilla chips. And that's been a big hit. And you can change the rub up for whatever you like. You can change whatever you put on top of it. You can make, you know, a nice savory one with some bacon jam on the side. Mm. And just, you know, mm. have some, have some, you know, You could probably cut, cut the French bread in little yeah. bruschetta slices and throw that on the grill for a minute. Too. Yeah. 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 Toast points. Precisely. So I had, uh, I had um, um, smoked queso for the first time. Yeah. This last That's week. been a big popular one. But the yeah. cream cheese has really taken off and. We did it at a Sales and Ales event. We had like six different versions of it, and everybody's like, what's the recipe? And we're like, well, there's not one. <laughs> it's just that simple. But it's yeah. just that good, too. It's just something different. Yeah. Have you done that thing? This is a, was kind of a big deal with the Big Green Egg a couple of years ago where you you have uh, like a Dutch oven with – chili ingredients over or something like chili. that and then um yeah those are the top chili so you what do you what are you putting on you put a grill grate on top of that of some sort and then is it like a boston butt or a steak or what is it it's just ground beef from what i i never have done that's, it that's dripping into yeah, the so okay. you're getting your ground beef and you're getting the drippings in the chili and then you're just basically gonna you know it's gonna smoke the ground beef uh-huh. and then you shred it and put it in there and there's your okay chili okay. with the drippings oh. so <laughs> that really sounds great it does yeah. sound great, and we're we're again we were recording this before lunch mm-hmm. again <laughs> as usual yeah. as usual. So, all right, what's what you got next on your list of power? I think that kind of wraps it up. I mean, I think you know we've got numerous different grills. We've got the grill grates, which are a great tool, and it makes your you know when you look at a steak cooked with a grill grate versus one that's not, you're going to gravitate toward the grill grate steak because it just looks good and you eat with your eyes. Very For versatile. Sure. We've got all the seasonings. And then we talked about a, a nice appetizer for the summer if you're going somewhere. There you go, man. Jay, when are you going to have us over to your house with all the things you learned? I, I think we need to do it soon. But I need to, I, I, there's something. There's a couple things that I struggle with, and one of them is on my egg keeping the temp. It seems like if I go, if I let the fire go too long, it starts out hot, and I got to bring it down. And for it takes my, for forever my to do that. As a friend of mine said, it's like turning around the Titanic uh, if yeah. you get it too hot at the beginning. But I, I've also had it where I've got it at the right temp at the low temp and then it feels like my fire's dying and I can't you know, have to open it up and get it back going. So where, where's a good place to learn? Does it just, is that just practice or I think a lot of it's practice and a lot of it's using it's a little bit, a little, a small, small learning curve. So what I tell people is you get your green egg. First thing you need to do, if you have time on a Saturday is go buy a Boston butt and then just start your, your fire out with what I do is I have unlit coals on the bottom and I start mine with a charcoal chimney. So then I have a handful of coals that I dump on the top of the unlit coals. Mm -hmm. That way I've got a small, small fire sitting on top of the unlit coals. And that gradually will bring the heat up to, I like to cook at 275 plus Mm -hmm. on my Boston butts. Right. And then, so once you get your fire started and established and your temps at 275, you can, you can raise it up a little bit and go to 350 then turn it down and come back down. You know, okay. but you can kind of play with that while your Boston butt's on there because it doesn't really matter on a Boston butt if it gets to 350. You it's can always come back it, yeah. down. Yeah, uh, you could cook it for, you could, they call it turbo, and you could just, you could cook it at 350 for the whole time if you wanted to. And a Boston butt has got to be one of the easiest things to do yes. on a, on a mm-hmm. smoker. The common mistake people make is is they don't let it get, past, get to 165 quick enough. Yeah. 
165 is kind of like the the point where it releases its water right. kind of like a boiling point and mm. it releases and then it starts breaking down all the tissue and connective Collagen tissue and, and things like that inside that. so I've heard, I've heard i've i've many a times i cooked this butt for 12 hours and it's not tender well that's because it finally got to 165 probably in the 10th hour mm-hmm. and you didn't let it have time to break down so i go 275 plus because I'm kind of racing the 165, and then from there I can turn it back down and just let it just do its thing. So 165 is the safe temp; you can take it off, but you want it to get about 190, 200 in that range uh, so for your pulling, right? For brisket, you want to get to uh, well, if it's, it, so 204 is, is, is technically the magic number, but for pork, yeah, but right. you've but you've also got to feel it and put your tongs in there and make sure that bone's going to pull out mm-hmm. for pork. Right. So yes, 165 is where it starts breaking down. 204 is typically it'll be done by then as far uh-huh. as like we're it'll it'll be tender enough to to pull. Right. But not always. Every piece of meat's different and kind of back to Robbie's question about brisket. That is kind of the the, the target number. But you also want to feel the brisket and you a simple thing, simple test is just take your thermometer, your meter or your probe and when you poke it in there and it probes like butter it's done. Mm-hmm. It's just that. It's just that simple. There's no resistance. It's done. Because yeah, I like the floppy test too. Like and that could that could that, it, could that could that happen at two o two. That could happen at two o six. And typically, it does happen at two o four. But you know, every every piece of meat's different and sure. they respond differently. Yeah, I mean, it gets into chemistry, the collagen, collagen, whatever yeah. you know, and all those fibers breaking down and whatnot. So basically, at the end of the day, feel it. And just it's experience at the end of the it day. It is, and so. the temperature. A good thermometer uh, helps you guide you to that that temperature and gives you an idea of where it's at. And that's that's one thing I think too. Having a, a nice thermometer, um, there's various different ones, but you know, let you know kind of in the time frame of where we're at, especially on a long cook. You know, because if you if you're four hours in plus and you hadn't got to 165 on a Boston butt, you need to and you want to eat it. That, day, that evening, uh-huh. yeah, there's nothing wrong with bumping that temperature up. Yeah. You know, and I, so just I was, get it to 165 and then slow it down yes. to get it to 204. Because it can just coast in on the back end. Gotcha. You know. So you would recommend if somebody wants to get into smoking, a Boston butt's probably the, the, the best entry level. It's yes. hard to mess that up. It is. And uh, just learn learn that temperature is a guy, but the feel of the meat is yeah. the definitive characteristic. And then, you know, also just kind of like on the front end, with your big green egg specifically or any cooker, you know, that, that re- involves fire management, um, just see what it'll do on the front end because on the front end, it doesn't matter how high you go per se. I so mean, when I start, like you were going back to your fire, you've yeah. got the little fire on top of the unlit coals. Yeah. So I have a, I have an electric, uh, from big green egg kind of deal that's, that I put, I just stuff it down you, into the coals yeah, and turn it on until it starts smoking. I might just set it on top and let the top get lit. Cause what happens is what's happening to you is it sounds like, is you're getting the coals lit underneath there and the air is flowing mm-hmm. and you're getting those lit coals and they're translating all the unlit coals and you're creating a bigger fire than necessary. That's, that's so probably, I only need, I'm I only sure need a handful of coals to get to 225, 250 uh-huh. in our egg. I don't need many coals that are lit. And so you're getting. And then I'm gonna shut it and start, and then. Yeah, you're but getting, I'm not gonna put my fire out that way as long as I got some from air on the top and the bottom. That's right. But you're only working with a small amount of lit coals when you've done that. Gotcha. I think you let too many coals by accident. And that can happen. That's I think that's a common mistake. People think that you can just light the same fire you light for a Boston butt like you do for a steak, and those are two totally two separate types of. So fire. for a steak, you want the whole thing you going because you want it high. Yeah, and I think you guys both have extra larges. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So if you get the extra large, which I highly recommend, 
then for just a handful of stakes, four stakes or, or less, you can do a two zone fire. Okay. I've got the coals on one side, just like you cook. And Malcolm Reed talks about this all the time, just like you cook on an old school Weber kettle. If mm-hmm. you can run that, you can run anything. Okay. And so then what that allows you to do is you have coals on one side and you have nothing on the other. So if things get a little hot you you or your meat's not quite done, you just put it on the cold side and it's convection will still mm-hmm. cook it out to right. the temps you want without burning your steak or overcooking it on uh, the outside. Yeah, that, that's definitely something I need to work on. So that's, that's a plus to having an uh, extra large big green egg is that you've got room to make room the zones to, to do the zones if you want to now they've got accessories that, which are nice where you can do a half moon ceramic disc mm-hmm. and kind of yeah. create that whole that same um right, zone. right, right. so that's, okay. that's always nice oh yeah. yeah okay all right wes we'll wrap it up any uh place you would send people to look for knowledge oh wait i got to do the speed round man oh yeah sorry 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 <clears throat> Jay, do you have anything else to add? I do have. I'm going to ask. This is my my favorite thing to do with uh, with cooking guests, which we haven't had a lot of. But uh, all right. So what? Unless I'm going to give you, I'm going I'm to call out two things. You're going to just say either your favorite first thing that comes to mind, um, and uh, there'll be no judging. You, there's no wrong answer. Um, oh, don't let him lie to you. I'm going to judge you straight. Robbie will. Robbie may, but uh, and then we may we may jump on one of them. But uh, anyway, so you ready? Bring it on. All right. Biscuits or cornbread? I'm biscuit. Chocolate or cheese? I'm cheese. Cake or pie? I am either way. I'm not a big dessert person, believe it or not. Okay, all right. Tacos or pizza? I'm going to go pizza. Okay, well, if you like tacos, I'm going to... Do you like tacos? Yes. Okay, all right, so in the tacos genre here, hard or soft shell? I'm a hard... Okay. All right. I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Uh, how about um, ice cream or gelato? Of course, gelato. There you go. Okay. <laughs> that was the, the answer that had a right answer. Uh, brisket or pork? I'm brisket. All right. I kind of figured that. Chicken or ribs? I'm ribs. All right. That's all I had. You need to answer those. We need to get you and Art to answer those questions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm sure you got a premeditated reason for all of them. So, yeah. all right. Well, let's wrap it up. It's time to get some food because it's about lunchtime. Wes, where would you recommend folks if they wanted to get a hold of you and say, "Hey, I want to order spices, whatnot"? Do you guys ship? Can you ship? You're not set up to ship. Not right? really set up to ship, but we we're we're open uh, at Bell Building Supply on 402 East Lampkin Street in Stark and, Vegas. That's right in Starville. We are. Uh, block off of main street we're open monday through friday seven to five and saturday seven to twelve and folks can just walk in and say i need to talk to the grill guy and they'll go get you i'm usually there but yeah. i also have some guys that like to cook uh and they can also direct you in, in the right direction as well excellent excellent all right it's well, all right there in the front of the store and just as soon as you, you walk in and you're just dr- drawn to it you can't miss it at all yeah and we've got some new stuff so come see us awesome all right Wes, thanks for joining us until next time 